0: yo 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 um as you can tell already billy ray's not here right you're hearing bellows voice first it's never a good thing he's missing we actually don't know where he is i'm not even gonna lie this is like a weird thing i had to i had to string this shit together i had to hack into his stream yard in order to get the stris on the line and uh because we don't have billy ray here we don't have any of the fancy gears matter of fact i'm literally doing this shit on a microsoft surface right now with my, my my usb mic plugged into it we got striz on his phone with fucking actual corded headphones plugged into it this this whole thing is being held together by duct tape and bubble gum but uh nevertheless <laughs> hashtag and wlr will <clears throat> prevail we will persevere uh we ain't got hose in this house this week though well I, we're gonna have to <laughs> yes, get by did. with i mean yeah there's always some hoes in this house but we don't have the music, so uh, I, I, if it's all right with you, Striz, I, I, I don't really have like anything fancy here, but I, I, right, I came right. up with a little something. Do you mind?
1: Oh, please. Take the stage.
0: <clears throat> all right. Uh, we're going to do this uh, acapella. I guess acapella, if you will. Oh, wow. uh, Yo, it must be Wednesday again. Thanks for coming through. Welcome to the Hameen Media Group. This is WLR and we do this shit for you. Those 1111 boys spitting truth and we watch Raw. Then we try to break down the insanity, try to make sense of all the bullshit and calamity. It's Pyro and Bally who we sprinkle in some vanity. And we happen to have the master of That Strangler Steve, but we call him the striz. He knows everything there is to fucking know about this biz. And the man on my left, He needs very little pretext. Yes, that's Billy Ray Valentine. He's from the BX. And this show, it's like free sex for your ear holes. And face it, folks, we are practically fucking heroes. Look all around you. Impending doom. Oh, imp- ah, God damn it. Got all the way through. Impending doom. Never fear. You got a thunder is here. Boom. Fuck. Yeah. Dude, Fucking that was like awesome. 15th and a half bar. It's fucked up. I'm uh, fucked up. Dude, but, yeah, I haven't even heard that in like,
1: a, like maybe two years. <laughs> I found How's it, like it randomly.
0: on the hard drive that just disappeared the other day as well all all of my technological devices are falling apart on me (laughs) for some reason just in time for christmas (laughs) yeah well i don't know if it's like my general loathing of the holidays that like brings this to me but like end of december early january like from christmas to my birthday has always historically been like a really shitty time for me like it always just terrible things happen around that time um so yeah let's hope This is the worst of it. Right. Like I can fucking I can replace a laptop and a hard drive. We'll we'll make truth.
1: Amen, brother. Yeah, this is like you said, like uh you know, you're doing that on a surface, and I have my own, my iPhone with my corded headset. But I don't know what people if people really know this or not. It, it, like my iPhone sits on a big bucket of change, and there's better. a and there's a well because there's a bucket of there's a the can of soda on top of the bucket of change <laughs> that my phone rests on taking it up to this level here. You see, like it's it's the and I'll turn my phone around so you can see. It. That's how bad. That's it is. So... It's, oh, it's I love my bucket it. of change and my soda on the top there.
0: I love it. It's like an old coffee Uh, can, too. I love it. Literally, fucking love it.
1: Because we don't spend no money up in this motherfucker. Oh man,
0: dude, I got a shoebox full of coins in rolls. Like I am. Yeah, yeah, we. we, You you want to talk about? I'm about to bury this shit in the backyard. Like I'm. uh, (laughs) I'm that wacky uncle.
1: This is this is like the uh, closest it gets to like the uh, continuity of government after like like a big natural disaster. I can't, let's see if we can get WWLR up. How can we do it? Well, I have two cups and a string. That's right. <laughs> we can just shout it out to the ether and see who picks it up. You know.
0: Yes, Is there are contingencies it works, it on works. top of redundancies on top of enigmas. It's a on it, top it, of
1: old smoky
0: On top of old Smokey, all covered in cheese, and um, so. Right. <laughs> so all right so we got we got that out of the way uh i'm the andrew Bello. i'm your resident god of thunder here and uh may i say hello officially to the mark tards the mark lars and the lovers of clark bars it's been a while since i've shouted all y'all out and um yeah we're gonna do the whole thing here right we're gonna talk survivor series we're gonna do punk returning we're gonna do our truth returning we're gonna do randy orton returning everybody's returning returns are returning in and of themselves in wrestling. We're going to talk about all the whiny, bitchy AEW fans out there who can't allow anybody to be fucking happy because <laughs> they're miserable, miserable people. And, um, yeah, I'm sure there's some other shit that we'll get there. But, yeah, like I said, I'm the Andrew Bello. I'm your host this week. And uh, that brings us to our main event of the evening. And he comes to us from the island of Road by way of the land of the Sun Devil, by way of the Denver Airport. He is... Oh, wait, he stands at six feet, 6.6 inches tall, weighing in at an unbelievably svelte, 666 pounds. All biceps, there they are. You can't see them, folks, and I'm sorry for you. He is the master of the massive mammaries, the connoisseur of the colossal cajungas, and the hunker of you. Yes, that's Triple H. He is I mean, I'm literally I'm like, yo, I for a second I'm sitting here thinking there's like a ghost behind me. <laughs> yeah, I was waiting to see the
1: goddess of thunder. It's like, the it's the, the it's up? the goddesses
0: of thunder's princess of thunder walking around out here, sneaking around behind me. Anyway, where was I? Oh, the colossal Kajungas, the, the hunker of huge you. <laughs> This is all off the rails this week. I'm it's sorry. There's a lot of me to try to memorize, and I and I fucked up. My laptop broke, my notes are gone. I'm, I'm... <laughs>
1: <laughs> flying by the seat of our pants here, everybody.
0: He's sexy. He's strangler. He strangler Steve King. Yeah, there we sorry. go. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> That's a soft landing. Yes. <laughs> not
1: bad for a week off, you know. Not bad, not bad. And let me return the favor because I've been practicing this. He's T-H to the E, A-N- to the D, R E W B, E Double L Oh, that is a- the Andrew motherfucking Bella. What's nice.
0: up, Charles? Oh, sure, that's yes, fantastic. Sure. That 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 takes some work. Honestly, it took me well, a while to fucking figure, him figure I, it out and get the cadence. If I, and...
1: <laughs> if I told you how many times I had to practice that out loud, you'd probably get a restraining order. It's <laughs> <against me>. so, <laughs> so a little too much attention. But, but Were I, you, I was anyone within
0: it, like Audible? No, no Home okay,
1: alone, okay. Just, just the cats.
0: <laughs> All right the cats are going to start spitting it at you it's gonna be hilarious
1: <laughs> yeah no shit the, the, one of them saying right now he's coming to get a late bite of dinner yeah
0: they've been you. hanging out with
1: me all day yeah he's,
0: he's, hey, no. he's eyeing you up he, he knows say, the day's coming if,
1: you, if they say if you die that your cat will just start eating you so uh, it's kind of i have two kitties and i'm hoping they'll just take mercy on me but i guess Hey, if
0: I'm dead, what does it matter? My uh, my brother-in-law is like a first responder, firefighter, uh, you know, like EMT type guy. Um, and he tells me like that that they've you know heard these stories. Like, yes, the cats will eat you. Most dogs won't unless it's like been a long ass time and there's no other options. Golden retrievers will not. Under any circumstances, so yeah, they'll starve,
1: right? They'll mm. just die right next to you, right next that's, to you. That's that's loyalty, right there.
0: That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, R.I.P. <laughs> to Rusty. He wasn't a husky. <laughs> um, <laughs> so all right, so we got we got shit to talk, right? Like we all got right. Survivor Series, we got Raw, we got Truth, we got Punk, we got Orton, we got bitchy whiny AEW fans, we got Cody. Watch. Where do you want to start? Well, I guess we
1: can just start at the survivor series in general
0: what did you think of the show buddy fair
1: enough did you, watch I, it live or did you go back
0: and watch it after i did i am one of those people whether it's for the sake of me saying so on the podcast to piss billy ray off or not by the way i'm very concerned about his where being where whereabouts so i'm gonna i'm gonna lay off billy ray a little bit this week as best i can but uh, <laughs> nevertheless um yeah no i i watched it live because i'm one of those people that heard punk might be coming back and I wasn't fucking missing it. Now, obviously, I knew it wasn't coming back until the very, very end. And we'll we'll talk about like him coming back and what that all means. But as far as like the show goes, I thought the opening match was cool. I thought um, the Miz Gunther match was like better than even I kind of expected it to be. I, you know, the Miz Miz can obviously hold his own and. Now now not only like proving himself in the ring, like now now with Punk coming in, like he's not necessarily the best guy in the mic anymore. So we're gonna have to like see how that works for, for Miz and if those two will butt heads and what a fucking duel that'll be. Um so um that whole thing playing out. But then uh the, the, the main event and the way that it played out and the tease with oh, is Orton gonna show up? Is he not gonna show up? Like we all knew what that meant and what they were hinting at, and then they you know. Money in the bank, cash in, pulled the rug out from underneath us. Oh, it actually is Orton. Oh, all right. Like people were still popping for it. I was expecting him to get booed, but I think Orton's the only guy on the roster that probably could have pulled this off to where he didn't. And uh and then ultimately you get you get punk at the end, completely shocking like like everybody basically. Because you're you're just thinking that the night has played out, like all the all the plot holes have been filled no cash in orton really came back orton looks like a fucking million bucks like that in and of itself is newsworthy besides punk coming back and then you know punk comes out fucking walking like like toby Maguire through the portal and fucking spider-man no way home (laughs) just looking like an old 40 year old guy like wait this is still here like we're we're still doing spider shit here like yeah that we are still doing spider shit here phil welcome aboard Mm -hmm. but what did you think of the show overall
1: yeah, I agree. I thought it was a great show. A um, little too much War Games. I wish they had only had one War Games match because when you open with one and they see all the high spots and everything, it's kind of hard to recover from that and then have other people do it later. So I think maybe like they could have done one uh, War Games match. It doesn't matter to me who it is, the guys or the girls. And the other, whoever doesn't do the War Games match does the traditional Survivor Series elimination style match. So at least we had one little call back to the originality of the uh, pay-per-view and its intentions originally. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, overall, the show was good. The um, the middle of the card, those three matches that weren't War Games matches, as, you know, when we were going over our predictions last week, we all said, well, you know, there's no way Joey Stark's going to be the one that beat Mommy. There's no way, although we'd love to see Miz, you know, get that weird upset. We knew it wasn't going to happen. And what was the... Um, Other matches, um, Dragon Lee versus um, uh, Legato, uh, uh, Phantasma,
0: Escobar. (laughs)
1: Um, And obviously, Escobar goes over because he's got to keep his heat for when Rey comes back. So, you know, the middle was fairly predictable, but the matches were still good and they were still entertaining. The Miz pulled out a great match with Gunther. They worked really well together. In fact, The Office liked it enough where on the following night, on Monday Night Raw, with his pay per viewers on Saturday. On Monday Night Rob the Miz challenged Gunther again for another title shot, so the office must have been very happy or else that never would have happened. So we'll see how that all plays out. Yeah. And, um, you know, um, the main event was great, like you said. Um, when Randy does finally come out, he's he's a total beast. He looks like he weighs 245 yeah. pounds. I mean, the, I think this might be the actual, like physically biggest I've ever seen him.
0: I would I would have to agree.
1: But I would hope after two years of sitting around, like you obviously aren't sitting around, you're training and getting better and healing up. So hopefully all those old injuries are, um, you know, as minimized as possible. And he's got a little extra padding now. So when he's taking those bumps, you know, he has a little bit more to fall back on. But, uh, you know, I'll tell you, when they waited to the very, very end, until they do the signature and they do their goodbyes, it's so long from, you know, Chicago. And then they pause it for just a second and, I never wait. I usually just turn the TV off and go to bed. So I'm like, all right, all right, get on with it, boom. I I was so close to missing that moment because it was like, all right. Not only do they say the goodbyes, it's been like five full seconds. I'm about to turn it off, and just as I was turning around to reach for the remote, you hear the, the thing go on. Oh, here it is, here it is. So they finally did give it to them, and the crowd went absolutely apeshit with, like they should have, because. You know, you, you don't get a pop like this every day. And the reason they did get such a big pop wasn't just because Punk was back. And I was saying this because Billy Ray actually called me the other day because he was so excited about the show. He was like, oh, it's such a great show. I got to talk to you about it, which was awesome because he enjoyed it with yeah. his son. And that was one of the best things about wrestling is when you can bond with somebody over it. And he's just having a great time watching it with his kid because his kid loves it and asks him all kinds of questions. And they go to house shows and everything. They have a blast. But, yeah. Um, I said it to Billy Ray, I'm like, the reason the pop was so big was because this wasn't just about an angle. This was something that took 10 years of him being gone to build. If he was only gone for six months or four months, it wouldn't have been the, nearly the same thing. But I think everybody had resided to a part that was like, it would be cool if he came back. I could, Or some people were like, I don't want to see that motherfucker come back. Everybody had an opinion about it. But it wasn't like, oh, this is a done deal. It's absolutely going to happen. So they did a great job with keeping it quiet. Um, you know the rumors were out there, and they drop hints throughout the show, like the pre-show, during the panel speaking. You have uh, one of the guys saying, "Oh, this is the best crowd in the world," instead of the best wrestler in the world. And they drop little punk esque kind of things over the yeah. last week or two. And uh, but um, they they can do that just to troll the crowd, just to build you up, make you think you're gonna get it. And again, it's because it's in Chicago. They say fuck you because they have a history of doing that to crowds in the past. And, yeah. Just doing it just to get a good rib on themselves. And they they laugh on their way to morton Steakhouse and they're like sopping up your tears with their ribeye steak. So I wouldn't I wouldn't have been surprised if it didn't happen. But uh the fact that it did is like, okay, great, we're gonna get some really interesting business. Everything's gonna start to really heat up now. With uh, Royal Rumble is in you know our sights, and right after that is mania. It's like a whirlwind of uh six months of wrestling, which the TV will be even better now because no, we, we don't just have Punk back; we have Randy back, and we we'll see what shows they go to. Personally, I'm thinking Randy is going to end up challenging if, if The Rock isn't around. He'll end up challenging Roman for the Universal Title, and Punk and Seth will, uh, you know, battle over the World Championship. But uh, another point I wanted to make before I throw it back to you is, I think uh, see, uh, at the end of the match when Punk's there and you, they show shots of. Seth being all upset like it's a shoot. I think Seth overplayed it a little bit. The best way he could have done it, if he just stared daggers at Punk rather than "fuck you, fuck you, I'll kick your fucking." You. I thought that was that was just like, kind of cringe and uh, yeah. overplayed. And he, if if, if anything, he seemed, he sounded like a little bitch in an argument with like a, like two girls arguing like "fuck you, fuck you." Like mm. you know, dude, if you have a problem go up there and slug him in the fucking mouth. Right. Don't say shit at all. Don't none of this "f you, I hate you." That
0: that's gay. No, and I'm glad not you gay won't. in this
1: homosexual sense. Gay isn't.
0: In, gay in like the '90s, sense. that's fucking lame. Sense, yeah. yes, yeah. absolutely, yeah. Yeah. totally got you there. Uh, we will not be getting canceled on this program. Uh, we, I will not allow it. I've I've been yeah. there on that. No, we do not. But I'm glad you brought up the Seth thing. I mean, I was going to get to this eventually, and there's a lot of layers to Punk's return that we should definitely be trying to touch on. But um, the thing with Seth is. It's like a perfect storm. Like whether he kicked and screamed at at the show or uh, or not, he's the champion. He's not very good at this. Like he's like he's great at the wrestling, as far as like in ring flipping and flopping all over the place. And I guess he's got some level of charisma. Clearly, he's like won a, a large percentage of the fan base over. But he's like not doing it. Like he's not like the Gunther. It comes off as a much stronger champion. Obviously, you got Roman doing his thing. Like I, I've never been into this whole Seth Rollins pretending to be Adam Rose, pretending to be Paul London from Lucha Underground thing. Like I I'm I'm not really I'm not buying it. And now here comes CM Punk, like a viable needle mover. We saw all the metrics, we saw all the stories, we saw all the shirt sales that are already like the shirt's already like in pre-sale and not you can't even get one before Christmas already. So it's like it's it's fucking bonkers how, how you know, how much this guy comes in and, and just clears the space, like just sucks all the oxygen out of the room. But yeah. one of the reasons that he does that is with whether it's by accident or whether it's intentional, a little bit of both or, you know, just this perfect storm that surrounds him. Seemingly, always he brings an element of realism to this that no one else on the roster currently can bring. And, and yeah, Seth's whining and, and Punk says he's scared because he knows things are going to... Yeah, all that's true. Like, all of that's true on a meta level. All of it's true on a storyline level. Like, yeah, like, CM Punk is here. And that belt that Seth Rollins has been building and turning into blah, 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 it's going to be around Punk's waist like in two months because he's going to be having it around his waist going into WrestleMania where he's going to headline Saturday's main event with Cody, with seth whoever it ends up being but uh like i i think you probably put this belt on punk like well before wrestlemania him winning it at a wrestlemania just seems all too cliche especially if you're going to do the same show with cody the next night you put it on him and have him rocking it into wrestlemania and then maybe seth wins it back maybe somebody else emerges whatever you want to do from there but uh what, what do you think about that particular layer of this whole thing with seth in particular
1: yeah, I I can totally see that happen. That that scenario you just laid out, and uh, I could I mean the Rumble needs a championship match. I, not everybody needs to be in the Rumble, so I mean if Punk and um, Seth did it there, that's great. And then like you said, if you throw throw the strap on Punk, let him get a lot of heat. Let him go to Mania as a defending champ. He's that's something that he's always wanted to do, and uh, I know that was the one of the biggest things like when he left was. He wanted to be the top dog in the main event of WrestleMania and never got that. And uh hey, if you guess the Saturday one, man, I mean you gotta put a feather in your cap regardless if it's the Saturday or Sunday. Just say, hey, listen, this is the closest you're gonna get to the sun. Enjoy it, make your money, get your spot, get your memory, you know, have your moment and you know, enjoy it while you can. Because yeah, hey, we're all getting older here. Punk's not a young guy. He and I think he knows that at this point. Like he said in this promo, like he's not here to make friends he's here to make money and that's a shoot because it's like hey we're all on borrowed time here and uh you know there's not. he's not he's gonna have 10 to 12 years of doing this left you know let's see he's got i mean just historically after six months he's pretty much persona non grata right so i'm sure he'll be on best behavior because i'm sure the money is very very good and you know if you i'm if he, got a, if he gets a one-year deal out of it and gets what he wants out of it and he can retire happy with some closure, then good for him. Because, like you said, he is the needle mover. He is a guy that people will tune in just to see him. So, you know, give that guy his props. If he's bringing the eyeballs in, you got to sho- showcase him the proper way. So, and if it happens to be that you have to give in and give him what he wanted, give it to him. Give it to him. It's not like yeah. he'd be a dead champion. Like Steph, since he's had the belt, has been completely flaccid as a champion mm-hmm. uh, you know he, yes he gets to the wins but selling the stupid broken backstory has been ridiculous yes somehow he beats drew mcintyre Yet somehow he beats shinsuke twice and yes, somehow he seems to find a way to slip over and win in war games not like he got to, if seth had gotten pinned in war games and did the job for the babyface team and then they were selling his back out of that and then it's like oh wait a minute the champ's down they didn't do that. He's been up, 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 yeah. up. So it's like, okay, either like having a broken back is really not that bad, or for some reason, this guy is like uh, a fucking superhuman being here. You know, like, yeah. what, what,
0: what is it? And they're already teasing that he's going to be doing like regular defenses at the title on Raw again. Like, who who do you think he's going to eventually come across if he continues to do this, right? Like, it might not even make it to the Rumble, Steve. This shit might be yeah. like, this, this shit might happen on Christmas. Yeah. CM Punk yeah. wins the belt on Christmas. Or the day after Christmas, or whatever the fuck it is. That's how it lines up.
1: Yeah, yeah. Hey, that's how they want to do it. The same. I mean, when Brett the Hitman Hart beat Ric Flair for his very first WWF title, it was at a regular TV taping in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, Canada. Nobody saw it coming. It was just the main event of the night, and yeah, the title was on the line, but it was always on the line. No one ever, you know, wins the title that way. Like a TV taping with no. You gotta throw one in there. You have to. You gotta throw people off the scent. And the best way to do that is to do things like that, and you know, Seth wrestles. But I mean, if it, it kind of has to be Punk in my opinion, because if he wrestled Chad Gable and lost about to Chad, I mean, hey. That's kind of cool, too, because nobody saw it coming, mm-hmm. you know, but um, don't especially now,
0: like no, nothing's a secret. Like I used to be able to watch like NXT house shows like that. Some motherfucker was like live streaming from his seat on Instagram. Yeah. Like, you know, like nothing's a secret anymore. <laughs> like, you, right. you, can, you can get the word out pretty quick about something like that. Right, yeah. You, I mean- Driving up, you know, house sale tickets. Like, yeah, who knows? Absolutely. Maybe I'll go that one night and see Dolph Ziggler win the world title or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, yeah. Just it's so
1: strange. Yeah. Well, he won the world title from Braun Breaker <laughs> for no real good reason. But I heard actually, do you hear that Dolph is going to AEW? I figured
0: he was going yeah kind of actually to be perfectly honest with you because I, I, I Dolph Ziggler so not on my radar which is yeah. what makes that comment all the more ridiculous is that like I never think about him I kind of thought he was over there already <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> his brother is but, uh, yeah oh there you, you go know,
1: it, it, I don't know why anybody would care and I don't know why anybody would spend money obviously he's a great hand and he can help you do a lot of good business but He's at that stage where you've seen 75,000 Dolph Ziggler matches. They're all fairly much the same. And I'm not saying that they're easy to do. I'm just saying that, you know, like, I don't know what you're expecting to see differently out of him, whether it's going to be a character change or a personality change. or But I, don't, I think what you see is what you get with Dolph. And um, I'm, he's a fantastic hand, an incredible utility player. But to roll out, like, a very big money contract for that doesn't seem –
0: He's like been being being well getting pretty w- well paid from WWE, according. to... He's getting w- seven hundred
1: and fifty a year. To, to you know, and for a while he didn't work on TV for like six or seven months of that. So he's sitting back in Scottsdale, just got his feet up at the pool and having a couple of drinks while making seven hundred and fifty grand a year. I mean, hey, yeah, he earned it. He's taking his bumps, man. He's he's punched that bump card, you know, for sure. And, uh, you know, I just don't know why at this stage, like somebody would be like we can get Saul Ziegler. Oh my god, call him right now.
0: Like hey, here's another guy who wants to be Sean Michaels and half of his yeah. offense is super kicks. So let's bring him into the fold. Right. Like, okay, great. All right, great. We need another one of these guys." <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, we'll then get they can to play
1: better old man like cuz he was doing that in WWE like with somebody in this last year on TV is like, "Oh, you kids today." And they would, <laughs> You kids today like, "Okay." You're, you're right. like, "You're 36, dude." Like, yeah. Fucking, calm down
0: I like that he's yeah he's a grizzled old fucking senior citizen at this point I mean yeah he really has been around a long ass time and done a lot and you know kind of probably obviously peaked in WWE at this point right like a world title run is not coming for Dolph Ziggler anytime soon so yeah like fuck it let him go over there maybe he can team up with his brother they could do a thing like that's that sounds perfectly fine with me I wish he left along long time ago but let's get uh, let's get back to punk we'll get the aw stuff in a, in a minute you, you mentioned the promo before a lot of people not pleased with this promo on raw like i, I gotta i gotta start with i kind of knew something was up when they didn't open the show with him like i kind of figured this isn't good like we're gonna probably get some sort of like i'm home blah 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 speech out of him at the end Because I didn't think they were going to let him throw a bunch of shots at a bunch of AEW guys because, like, they don't, they just don't recognize the competition. It's just something that they do as a practice. I don't think that it was even worth Punk's time to do so anyway, which is, I think, something that a lot of the internet marks are missing right now is that, like, bro, he's playing with the adults now. Like, he doesn't have to fucking worry about the kiddie table. Why would he even bother addressing them? But that's, that was my particular spin on it, I guess. What did you think of this promo and was it, you know, uh, overwhelming, underwhelming about what you expected?
1: Oh Yeah, it was about what I expected. And uh, he did say he was home and, you know, and he said he was there to make money and not friends and all that. So he had all the points and I'm glad he didn't bring up AEW because you never bring up the secondary tier, you know, like it's just, it's beneath you at that point and to not do it is a bigger shot in a lot of ways than bringing yeah. it up. So, yeah, and that's a good way to get, if you're looking to irritate people to, silence can be you know deafening so to not bring it up is the is the best rule in my opinion
0: yeah i think so and i i mean and i also wanted people to consider is that like no one other than maybe less than a handful of people and only maybe two people involved in creative knew this was happening before saturday so they yeah they've got a vague idea of where he's going he's going to take this belt off a of seth at some point between now and wrestlemania if not at wrestlemania so they don't really have, like, an angle for him right now other than this vague setup for this inevitable title change. So what was he going to do? Come out and fucking just light the whole roster up, like, just because? <laughs> like, I mean, you, right. you got you to gotta have a direction in order for him to go out and really cut scathing promos on guys the way that that he's capable of doing. We're not there yet, and he... Teased the thing with Seth. We all saw Seth, you know, doing the fucking boo-boo face early on in the night about, oh, I'm not happy he's here, and And it's like very Seth of you, Seth. We get it. Uh, And then now, you know, Punk comes back and says, like, well, not everybody's welcomed me back. So we see the breadcrumbs, but I, I I don't, I don't, I didn't, you know, I didn't really expect him to come out and just go like scorched earth on on AEW and the, the the current roster. I think he said what he said, and all of it was accurate and. Yeah, it was kind of corny that I'm home or whatever, but I I think the one way he maybe could have kind of satisfied all masters is if he just elaborated a little bit more on what that means, because to a lot of people, CM Punk was never really at home at WWE. He was always like an outsider who just happened to get inside the gates uh he was a ring of honor guy he was you know like he was the the you know the indie darling for for a while before he came over here he was he was wwe cw maybe even in some yeah. people's eyes like but he was never really like the wwe guy even when he was on top for for whatever that means for how short a period it that ultimately was in the grand scheme of things so he's home because like to quote uh, a big CM Punk fans, uh, you know, a big, an infamous CM Punk fan. Uh, this is where the big boys play. Like, and I'm the best in the world. And this is where the best in the world are doing best in the world things. So mm-hmm. this is where I belong. And I, I don't think he really like drove that home enough. And I think that would have been the dunk on AEW that everybody was looking for without even touching you know the letters the the personalities the the leadership or anything it's just like guys you're running a fucking circus over here um i'm on i'm in carnegie hall like i don't know why i would even bother wasting my breath with you
1: yeah it all makes perfect sense and yeah stay above the fray and let them talk shit about you that's all you can do and uh, yeah, I'm sure they're gonna get him in the mix with Seth, or and he has to have like some warm up shit just to get the fans interested and everything. It won't go straight to Seth, but you know, it'll be curious. Yeah, you know, I'm curious to see who they put him with and what undercard talent. Will they be booking him against heels? Will they be booking him against bases? Maybe both. Who who knows? We'll have to see.
0: Yeah. And where, yeah. I mean, right now, I guess, you know, he's, he's baby face Magoo. We're like every, he loves everybody. Everyone's buying his t-shirts. Like everyone's happy to see him back. So how long does that last? That was another kind of cool element of the survivor series tease is like, all right, if he does show up in this match, does he, does he help out the babies? Does he like, maybe he's like the secret leader of judgment day this whole time, like quote unquote, <laughs> like who knows? Like, you know, like that, they could have gone a whole a bunch of different angles with that. Um, so I thought, I thought they just did such a great job of, of kind of teasing and and massaging the situation so that you had certain expectations. And then all of a sudden that cash in, that was something I didn't even like think about in the whole equation. And now they got me really, you know, looking left and then they hit me with right. And then boom, punk finally shows up at the end. So it, it was masterful to the point to where while he is missing and we are concerned about his whereabouts, Billy Ray put triple h over huge in our group chat about how well this was all orchestrated so when when you've got billy ray you know kind of eating a little bit of crow there and having to give some credit to triple h and and you know even punk to to a certain extent you know you you did something right so i mean I, i i it was it was like as far as a pure execution i mean might i have booked matches differently or had different matches or had a survivor series match sure but as far as the card like 10 out of 10, like considering what my expectations were going
1: into Yeah, it. that's good. I'm glad that you enjoyed it. I enjoyed it too. And, you know, uh, people may think when they hear us talk about wrestling a lot, a lot of times we're putting the boots to it or whatever, but it's not, we still want to have a good product. We want to yeah. have something great to talk about. So when good things happen, we can, we can, you know, praise the shit out of it, you know? And like, like, this is a perfect example of that. They, booked a great show, but it was a blockbuster from beginning to end. And yeah, there could be all there can always be tweaks. There's no such thing as a perfect show. There's always gonna be things that you could have done better or somebody flubs the spot. That's just, just just simply being human. But I mean, for like what you're paying to have Peacock, which is like a dollar ninety nine a month, not a bad fucking show. No.
0: No fantastic and like I said yeah. I mean considering the card there was some you know the the, the kind of middle matches were like yeah the Gunther Miz was good uh, I kind of completely checked out for for some of the other two matches frankly I, I like I knew mommy was going to steamroll Zoe Stark I yeah. I, I kind of do want to touch on that match actually before we move on I I don't I don't get the Zoe Stark thing like I don't know I, I mean yeah well I,
1: that's you and me both.
0: All right, good. I, I I dig the Stark thing because obviously, you know, like I'm I'm a fucking Marvel mark. I'm sure that's right. derived from Tony. That's awesome to me. Um, but I look at her and I'm like, This this bitch should be Luna Vashan. Why are they trying to make her like like fucking Alexa Bliss? Like, why why is this a thing? Like, why why are we trying to push that she's like this rising? Like, you've got one of those. You've got Liv Morgan and she's a goddamn smoke show. Do that, do that thing, do that thing yeah. with her. Have have her do the thing. Why am I why am I watching Zoe Stark? I mean, I think she can be a good hand. I think she, you know, like, kind of just a good, like, middle-of-the-road person in the in yeah, women's and that's probably mother.
1: eventually what she's just going to be. Because
0: yeah. you do have,
1: you have to have people that you beat every week. I mean, that's just the math of wrestling is you need people that we beat. That's, that's how you look like somebody. But you also have to keep her up and down a little bit, up and down, because if she does nothing but jobs and, you know, so you have right. to have her have the slip over here and there and. You know, the whole nine yards. But, um, yeah, you wouldn't believe how many times, like, when I'm watching NXT, especially when Zoe was down there. I'm like, and I think, you know, okay, this person has a developmental deal. They have some faith in them. They're on TV. They're wearing gear. They're in these, you know, matches and sometimes feuds, and they're giving them lots of TV time. And I'll just turn to my wife and I'll be like, what did they see in this particular person? They're like, we need to sign her and get her under contract before she slips through our fingers. And that's not just her. I mean, I've I've seen that with, like, dozens and dozens of people. And there's some of the people I actually like, like uh, Briggs and Jensen. Great tag team, young guys. They're doing, like, the cowboy thing. But Jensen specifically, he looks like Kendall Windham, if you've never seen him. He's a very skinny, tall, pasty white guy with bad curly mullet. And uh, a little little mustache, your mustache could kick the shit out of his mustache. Goddamn right But he's, like, he wears like blue jeans and no shirt, but he doesn't have much of a build at all. He's just a, you know, six foot three-ish, you know, looks like he maybe weighs a buck 80. So there's not a lot to him. And I thought to myself, when I see him, you know, when they tag, it's good. They do some good stuff back and forth. But at, at first glance, you say, what did they see in this kid to go? We need to have this Kendall Wyndham looking like motherfucker on our show. <laughs> and I, um, I'm not trying Maybe that's it. That was him. it. Yeah, His own pops and goes. You know that Kendall Wyndham. And the, someone's like, "Oh my god, yeah." No, say, keep him around. He'll be, a, he'll be a joke to us because they've been around for three years and haven't done more than they're doing. And you know, you wonder, you know, what are they still there for? I wonder why anybody after two years is still in NXT. If they so got
0: somebody's got to. Somebody's got to lose in the first round of the Dusty yeah. Classic every yeah. year. That's why.
1: In the Iron Survivor qualifier match, and you're like, "Oh, it's just the shits." But anyway, I digress. Yeah, what is uh, what yeah.
0: is with the uh, the fucking NXT and AEW like doing weird tournament things, like to kind of mirror the I the know. NBA's in season tournament? Guys, the NBA in season tournament is a really fucking stupid idea. Maybe don't copy it. Just throwing it out there. Yeah. Here's
1: here's another. uh, uh, Since we're giving them these big gifts of uh, advice, don't book anything that involves a point system yeah aew's doing that with their continental classic thing it's gonna get over like
0: a fucking fart the same, Yeah, they're they're trying to do this nba in-season tournament thing like Is aew kind of has an excuse right because they got the relationship with tnt like you can almost maybe see where they came to them and we're like hey why don't you guys do something like this and they're like yeah whatever we ain't got any other ideas let's fucking yeah, go yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <This didn't do laughs> hey guys the guys at tnt are right in the show now all right perfect yeah.
1: The, the, the problem with doing that, and I, I've come to the conclusion, like, why I don't like it, because when I watch AEW, and sometimes you know NXT, and sometimes WWE, I'm not really watching watching the show. It's kind of on in the background. I'm on my phone. I'm talking to my wife, or, you know, doing a million different things. It's I'm, I'm not sitting there watching it like I, I'm taking mental notes on everything. Like, I think that's how Tony Khan watches wrestling, or at least used to when he was at the height of his fandom where you're just like, just absorbing content yeah, and then like thinking about it and going in a large conversation about it afterwards, are you just kind of watching? Going, oh, "Yo, Okay. Yeah. I heard a big bump. I'm going to check it out. Okay. Oh, it's like they're going into the finish. Cause I watch everything as a producer really mm-hmm. like, okay, they're doing this and doing that. You know, wow. This match went way too long, but like, I'm not seeing like, I'm not like, Oh, well fucking, you know Wheeler Uta gets three points for this win, and that's <laughs> gonna take him to next Thursday. You know, we're gonna do this and that, and he's gonna wrestle so and so. And if he wins that match, he'll get another three points. But if he doesn't, he won't get any. That'll keep him at three. But, okay, you'll yeah, me. me do you math. Me. I watch
0: wrestling. I'm not fucking this ain't the goddamn nature yeah. channel. Like I'm I, not like <laughs> I'm, I'm I not, cannot lend it. Not in this for intellectual means. enrichment.
1: Yeah, no. And it's okay to have something that's something involved, but when it comes to points, I'm just not there.
0: I hear you. Speaking of just not there, let's talk about our boy, Cody Rhodes. Um, Just not there with him. Frankly, he's going the way of Zoe Stark, as far as I'm concerned. He's 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 a baby face who should be a heel, and he is just sliding into obscurity right now. So, for those of you who aren't keeping score, uh, in addition to the fact that he was, uh, he's now completely overshadowed by the fact that CM Punk is there. CM Punk even referenced his dad in a fucking, in the promo, which was even yeah. fucking more hilarious to me. I was like, damn, that's how you know you're the top baby face when you start talking about Dusty. And uh, sorry, Cody, you're not allowed to talk about your dad anymore. You're just not, that, that, that <laughs> the rules. And uh, not only are you not allowed to talk about your dad, but we're going to put you on the merch table fucking jobber segment that we do right before we throw the commercial where you stand there and hold a bunch of w Oh, that was terrible, man. Dude, they don't have top guys do that shit ever. No, no they don't. Never. It's like Otis most times.
1: Yeah, I was I was pissed when the Street props did it last year. I'm like, oh, no, yeah. not the merch push. Oh, yeah, God.
0: it's bad. It's a bad That's spot terrible. to be in, and Cody was in it. All by himself this week, yeah.
1: so nobody to lean on. And for a rib, they put the Winged Eagle belt directly in front of where he stood. Because mm. last year when he was going towards the belt, he was like, "I would love." He was saying in interviews, "I'd love to bring back the Winged Eagle." And I bet you somebody was like, "Put the belt right in front of him because that's the closest he's ever gonna fucking get to where." Yeah, it, you're
0: goddamn right. Say it with me, this people. Andre the Giant Memorial <laughs> Battle Royal. It's gonna happen. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's, it's going to happen eventually. You know, what the weird thing about like when you mentioned Dusty and stuff, and hey, listen, I got tons of respect for this stuff that the guy did, but if you were around to watch his stuff when he came to WWE in like 88 or 89, and he did the polka dots and Sweet Sapphire. That's
0: right, like, Daddy. Yeah, his, so.
1: his biggest feuds were like the big boss man and Randy yep. Savage. Mm. And the big bossman feud was not that great. <laughs> like no, the bossman is a phenomenal worker. The feud had no heat. Nobody gave a fuck about it. Yeah. And uh, yes, he was entertaining. He, you a know, when you six see six-year-old
0: the, the Andrew Bello cared. I was yeah. replicating that very match with my action figures on a regular basis.
1: Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Did you did you have uh, Dusty wearing the hat and carrying the stick, baby? As
0: a matter of fact, with the polka dots <laughs> and everything, yeah. Dusty unfortunately did a lot of jobs in my living room when I when I was a kid. <laughs> he, so he did in WWE too
1: yeah. because he he went under a few times in WWE. He, he didn't have and, uh, the book
0: there or in my living room, so yeah that that makes sense.
1: <laughs> so yeah, like the 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 run in WWE was not stellar to say the least and uh, yeah. his greatest stuff obviously was when he was booking NWA before it became WCW. You know he, what,
0: you know, I'm, s- I'm well. sorry, quick pause because you're like a historian when it comes to this shit. Like the, the the perception from most, I think, wrestling internet wrestling fans like myself is that the whole Dusty run was like a big rib on him. Put him in polka dots, make him do all this ridiculous shit, never let him get anywhere near the title. Uh, is that not your interpretation of it? Do you think there was something that like Dusty was doing or that it just wasn't working out or do well, you...
1: I, I I wasn't I, I even I didn't even have a pair of boots at that time so it's tough Fair to enough. say but you know how Vince is he's going to give everybody a character nobody comes in playing Jane like no matter what they did before they're going to do it and then soup it up so I don't think they did it to rib him I didn't think he, because Vince is like how am I gonna and, you know like I said no disrespect Dusty was like 42 when he came in the WWE so he's already kind of past his prime he certainly wasn't in any good shape. He, you know, covered in gig marks. You know, like, what am I gonna do with this guy? How am I gonna make him, like, where he successful here? And that was to keep him like a lighthearted dude that dances at the end of everything. Like that, that guy always has to dance. That's that's the rib, you know. So we just did, did that, and I mean, it's not that he didn't get over get it over, but there was no. Like you're right, they kept him away from the title. There was no need to get him close to a title because Hulk was doing fine the way he was, and Honky Tonk had plenty of heat. Oh, I lost it.
0: There we go.
1: Oh there you are. There you are. <laughs> I was texting you to see if everything was alright. There you go.
0: Hello, no, hello. No. Yeah. Can, right. that, can you can you hear me? Motherfucker at Xfinity, you're gonna get an earful. I am so fucking pissed okay. off of this internet connection right
1: Oh your microphones, yeah, doing the robot. Can you hear me? Yeah. Can you hear me?
0: Check. Check, mic check.
1: I can hear you. Can you hear me? Better? Uh, That's all right. Can you hear me?
0: I can. Yeah, I can hear you. Okay,
1: great. All right, you're back to normal now. Good.
0: It's a connection issue, and I'm. I can. Yeah, I can hear you.
1: Okay, cool. You're frozen again.
0: Better, good, yes, no.
1: Uh, I can hear. I can hear you. (laughs) Video is frozen. I think that's a big deal.
0: Yes.
1: Well, I hear you. I don't see you, but I hear you. But there you are.
0: My internet sucks. I'm hoping this is picking up for those of you recently upgraded. It's the so Fuck Xfin. Uh, anyway, I'm hoping, like I said, Billy Ray and uh, the this picking all this up because he's going to have to fucking do some work and tweak all this. But apparently we had shout outs. I don't think Good. hey hey hey
1: there
0: he is hi oh my god all right jeez this, <laughs> this is getting outrageous all so right i'm, I'm back. Wrap it up let's do shout outs before this shit fucking cave Um billy ray's gonna have to kind of tweak this somehow let's hope he can uh <laughs> let's hope this all picked up it seems to uh, still be recording you, so that is would awesome
1: you be able to, to bring hear. up the uh shots on your uh laptop Let me know in your beer. Uh, no, turquoise. can you hear me?
0: All right, I'm back. I think it's finally picking up. I don't know what was going on there, but this is the Andrew Bello. We're calling this for technical difficulties. Uh, I, <laughs> Billy Ray's going to have to do some cleanup. I think I've already mentioned that, and you've probably heard a bunch of swearing, and uh, I don't apologize one bit. It is what it is. There were shout-outs. We thank you. We all know your favorite part was CM Punk, and those who are pretending otherwise are just being silly. Um <laughs> You can find me on the Twitter at the Andrew Bello, That's T-H to the E-A and to the D-R-E-W-B-L-L-O. You can find him at Strangler Steve, uh, which is Strangler Steve underscore. And uh, that will be it for the evening. Uh, Billy Ray, Godspeed. Hameen, I'm sorry. Go to ProWrestlingTees.com backslash Ben and buy yourself a T-shirt, morons. Peace.